And welcome back to another Red Friday edition of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark, and with me today, I actually have Daniel Harms uh, from RGR Football. So we're going to be talking to him, getting into the matchups, getting into the keys to the game, and our predictions a little bit later on. But first off, thanks for making Locked On Chiefs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And welcome back to another Red Friday edition. Daniel, how are you doing tonight? Thank you so much for joining me. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. This is one of the games I had circled. I think everyone had circled on their uh, schedules before the season started. So I'm excited about this game. I'm going to be there, so I'm looking forward to that too. Oh man, you're going to be there on a Sunday night. That's going to be an intense game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've been to one other Sunday night game, which was the Colts game. If you guys remember a few years ago, that was not exactly the best game to to go see. So I'm hoping this one's a bit different. Yeah, that wouldn't have been the best game to go see. <laughs> I will say the last game I went to, man, I guess it was the Chargers a couple of years ago because I didn't go last year. And I've been to a game every year for mm-hmm. several years. But uh, I guess it was the Chargers game. But before that, I went to a playoff game against Indianapolis. And that was a lot of fun. That was a snow game. Oh, um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but let's go ahead and start talking about this game and, and this you know this matchup in particular. You start looking at the players that could or could not be available, uh, both for Kansas City and Buffalo. And Kansas City really, don't get me wrong, Chris Jones is a huge piece to their defense, and that's going to hurt. But it looks like they're going to have everybody else healthy. Yeah, and that's the huge thing coming into this game. I think there was a couple guys that could have gone against the Eagles last week, and that, that definitely changes some of the dynamic. I think that you had them taking a little bit easy on the Eagles in terms of pushing some of these guys to play. Uh, Frank Clark's full practice, Rashad Fenton's full full practice, you know, Trevor's Ward's full practice. I expect Jones to play in some capacity. I know he hasn't practiced yet, but I do expect that. And that's huge for the Chiefs in this game, considering they've been two and two. This is a game where a lot of people are talking about the Bills up and coming. And I I know you want to look at the teams that they've played as to, you know, they haven't played a whole lot of good offenses, so we don't really know what they are. But at the same time, this is a team that's shut out two teams in the NFL. It's never easy mm-hmm. to shut out teams. So you have to at least respect that to some degree. No, and I completely agree with you. I think that that's something that you have to look at. and and But you also have to look at who they've shut out. I mean, it's not like they no. shut out uh, great teams. But I, I agree. I mean, it is something. And I actually talked about that on the crossover edition with Joe Marino yesterday about it does mean something when you shut out a team in the NFL. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is. That still means something. So I think the Bills defense is in for or is a very good defense. I just don't know that we have really seen what they really are yet because, you know, the first team they played was Pittsburgh, and I'm not sure sure they're a good team. And I know the last three teams are yeah. really that good. So uh, really hard to take a lot from that at this point. I agree with you. Their defense is something that we still need to find out. And we're going to find out in this game specifically if their defense is is as good as it has been. The thing for me is that when I look at their injury report, Matt Milano did not practice both games. And that's something we're going to probably get to a little bit later. But the, the injuries for them, I think, are piling up a little bit in ways that I didn't expect. 
they got a lot of limited participants. I assume most of these guys are going to end up playing. But if they're injured or even, you know, strung up in some capacity, that could make some things very different for the Chiefs on offense. And I do see here Spencer Brown did get a full practice in on Thursday. So I expect him to be starting for the Bills and their offensive line. And, you know, there's this could be there's some guys on this this injury list that could really make or break this Bills defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sitting here, I know keep looking down, but that's exactly what I'm looking at is the injury report. And I'm sitting here looking at it. Tywin Jones didn't practice, which to me is not a huge deal for them. Mm -hmm. But you said it, and and Joe talked about this yesterday as well. Matt Milano not playing would be a huge hit to their defense, especially going up against a guy like Travis Kelsey. And you start looking at the other Chiefs tight ends and, you know, Jody Fortson, who I'm not going to say is, you know, an all-star by any means, but he is still giving you production from that position. Uh, they're starting to try to get Noah Gray involved. You cannot miss a linebacker like Milano against this Chiefs team and feel good about it. Uh, it does look like Greg Rousseau is the guy that they were wondering that he was wondering if he was going to be able to play. He went from a did not practice on Wednesday to a full practice on Thursday. But the other names that really stick out to me, Tredavious White, limited participant. You would think he plays, but yeah. is he going to be good enough to be able, you know, to be white. If he's not, that's also another advantage for Kansas City. Yeah, specifically because it's like a shoulder injury. So Mm -hmm. if you're trying to break up a pass and you can't extend your arm the whole way, maybe that ends up being a a big play later in the game. Like that's just these little tiny things are going to be what what makes the most impact on this game. Starla Tulele, a guy who says veteran rest, um, I'm not too worried about that, obviously. He's going to be a guy who is going to take on some of this interior offensive line. I think the Chiefs have have, uh, shown themselves pretty well against Fletcher Cox and company last week. That was uh, a huge showing for this confidence of this offensive line. And they're not going to be afraid of anybody on this defensive line, I can tell you that much. No, and I agree with that. And I think the other thing that's key going into this is we still don't know what the Chiefs are going to have. It looks like Frank Clark's going to play. It looks like Shavarius Ward is probably going to play. They're at least on track as we are speaking about this right now, uh, recording this late Thursday. The one question that we that everybody seems to keep asking is, is Willie Gay going to be back? We don't know right now. Uh, Matt Derrick just tweeted out earlier that he doesn't think he's back this week. I, I think he's back because if I don't think they would have activated him uh, to be able to practice unless they were planning on bringing him back. But maybe I'm wrong in that, in that regard. And then the other question is, is Josh Gordon is now on the active roster. How much playtime is he going to get into? And I, I think that's going to be something that we need to talk about in the next couple of segments because I think he could be a big factor, not necessarily in this game uh, like he will be in the future, but I do think he still has the ability to make some plays. I 100% agree. And I think Willie Gay himself is probably okay to play in this game. It's going to be Andy Reid playing some gamesmanship right now, whether he's going to play or not. It's going to leave it up to the last second, just so you have to prepare in case he does play. And that's uh, so exactly what he always likes to do. Loves it. That's his yep. thing. Nope, I'm with you on that. And if we were taking bets on whether or not Willie Gay was going to play or not, uh, we would be going to betonline.ag. We're back and we're better than ever. All eyes are on the gridliners. Teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas 
casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So before we got to our commercial break, we started talking a little bit about Willie Gay and the gamesmanship that Andy Reid is doing here. I also think it's gamesmanship with him saying early in the week that he doesn't think Josh Gordon is going, or he's not sure if Josh Gordon is going to play. If he's on the active roster, he's going to play. The question is, is how much? And I think that's going to be something that could be a very big advantage for Kansas City because they have no idea. Buffalo has no idea what Gordon's going to look like in this offense or what Kansas City could run at them. But one of my favorite matchups in this game was always going to be Tyreek Hill against Tredavious White. And if White is really injured, that's going to be a big advantage to Hill. And you have to wonder how are they going to adapt. Jordan Poyer is also limited in in practice. And if you have both White and Poyer as injured players going into this game, even if they play and they're not 100%, that's not how you want to go into this game. It definitely isn't. And the way that the Chiefs can move – their tight ends around like they've brought 13 personnel mm-hmm. 12 personnel that i think you could actually isolate some of these matchups with tyreek hill and even get josh gordon out there and match them up with some of the injured you know safeties and, and corners and being able to attack them in multiple ways with the personnel that andy reed has been using so i'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does matching up guys with linebackers like you saw last week against the Eagles. He can do that with Tyreek on Matt Milano if he's mm-hmm. out there. Like that's just the kind of stuff that we're looking at right now. Yeah. So quick prediction on your part, and I'll say what I think too. Do you think that this is the week we see the 14 personnel? I don't. I think right now that they have a lot of things that they're setting up with their 13 personnel. And I think the addition of Josh Gordon lets them stay with that 13 and then even kind of mix in 12 with that other big body guy like Josh Gordon. So it almost looks like it's 13 personnel, but it's really not. Right. And I agree with you. So what is a key matchup for you in this game? And we've talked a lot about Matt Milano. If he plays in this game, Travis Kelsey, I mean, I assume to some degree that Milano is going to play, but a hamstring against Travis Kelsey is not what you want to carry into this game. And I wonder what they're, the, the Bills are going to do. We saw the Eagles last week decide, make the conscious effort to take uh, take, take Travis Kelsey out of the game. And you saw what Tyree Kill did. So if you, you have to decide what you want to do. And if they go to Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey against a, a strong up Matt Milano is not a winning way for the Buffalo Bills defense to get anything done. They can find ways to exploit that matchup all night. And with, you know, we've talked about the addition of Josh Gordon. It's going to force defenses automatically to think a little bit more than they would if it was Demarcus Robinson out there. Like that's just naturally what it's going to do. So Travis Kelsey against Matt Milano or any of the linebackers really is the first and foremost matchup that I'm watching. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring up Travis Kelsey. I think that's a phenomenal matchup to watch. Uh, Tyree Kill, you know, against this defense uh, and against two guys that are injured is not a good scenario for Buffalo. And you start looking at what this is going to be. Uh, and I hate going here, but it really feels like it is something that we need to say, that I need to say is that one of the matchups I'm looking forward to is really going to be Josh Allen against Steve Spagnuolo. Mm-hmm. Because you sit here and you look. Allen hasn't played well against the Chiefs. This Chiefs defense is basically the same as when they played them twice last year. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple of changes, but it's pretty much the same. 
Josh Allen's going to know what's going on in this game. They have a little bit of better offensive weaponry because they have Emmanuel Sanders instead of a hurt Josh Brown or a Josh Brown that wasn't, uh, you know, very explosive, I guess. Uh, so how is that going to be affected? That's really what I'm looking for this week. Is Spagnolo going to actually be able to do something that he hasn't done the past couple of weeks and get the defense to play well? If he can do that, uh, and I guess they played pretty well against the Chargers considering all the turnovers, but if he, if, but they played like crap against the Eagles. If they can get it back to what they were doing against the Chargers, that completely changes what Kansas City has to do in this game. Yeah, and what this for the matchup within that matchup for me is is going to be whether or not Juan Thornhill plays more in this game because I, I've done a lot of extensive, I would say, mm-hmm. extensive research into the situation, and Josh Allen is one of the guys and one of his offenses that just throws the ball around the yard, and the Chiefs' defense works best with three safeties on the field, so. By nature, you would think that this would be a game where Juan Thornhill just plays more because of the the nature of the Bills' offense. I expect to see some change up in terms of running the ball a little bit more, but you figure that we saw last time we saw the Bills were in the playoffs last year. Juan Thornhill had probably his best game out of his injury in that game against the Bills. And for me, if I'm trying to get the best out of my player, I want to put him in situations where he feels that same kind of thing. This is a Sunday night game. It's in prime time, much like the, the playoff game was. It's not the exact same stakes, obviously, but yeah. you can recreate some of the adrenaline that he was feeling. And I think that he had some up, he's had some up and ups and downs this year, but the second half specifically against the Cleveland Browns showed me that he has, still has a high level of play to him. So we're going to see in this game whether or not Steve Spagnolo is going to play one Thornhill against one of the best offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and that's a huge if because at this point, I just don't know what's going on with one Thornhill. He should be playing more than he has been. And one of the biggest things that Kansas City has been struggling at week after week after week is they can't tackle. Mm -hmm. And they're out of place, which makes no sense for the type of player that Daniel Sorensen normally is, being out of place and not being able to tackle. That just doesn't seem to fit uh, the guy that he's been when he's been in Kansas City. So, uh, definitely something to watch there with Juan Thornhill. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the keys to the game and what Kansas City can do to win this game, and then we're going to give you our predictions. Did you know Bilt Bar has many delicious flavors? There's something there for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, then you are definitely missing out. Uh, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and my favorite right now is the new chocolate, or sorry, the new cookie dough built bar. It is a limited time built bar, and you absolutely need to try it. It is delicious. It is my favorite flavor right now by far. Check out the macro, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so I went first the last time with matchups. What are some of your keys to this game? So for me, the key is to continue to have the balanced, efficient offense. The Bills defense, it hasn't been tested much this year at all. So you want to be able to establish yourself in the run game, and I know what people are going to say, but if you've heard the Brendan Staley explanation of what establishing the run actually is, it's perfect. It's the physicality. It's the this defense hasn't been punched in the mouth. This offensive line 
can punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it for the past couple of weeks. They're getting that chemistry together. It. Uh, exactly. Absolutely it makes me it. so happy to see just things merge. Like everything parts and just Clyde can just do whatever he wants to and run 15, 16, 20 yards. And that's the kind of thing that you want. You want the defense on their heels early in the game. So what you do is you come out, you punch him in the mouth. And if you can get Clyde out and get him comfortable, start to mess with those linebackers, bring them close to the line of scrimmage. That's when you shoot. And that's when you hit them over the top. And that's what they're going to look. That's what I think they're going to look to do very early in this game. Yeah. And who are you going to use to do it? Because now you have Michael Harbin, you have Tyree kill, you have Josh Gordon, who is still fast, especially for a guy, his size, I think that could be fascinating, and, and I'm not going to sit here and lie. It would be absolutely phenomenal for them to tell Gordon to go run a post on the first play of the game. That'd be so great. Just just to so watch happy. it and, and see Holmes throw the ball up because he knows that Gordon is more than likely going to win a 50-50 ball. So uh, that'd be a lot of fun, and I think that would put the Bills on the hills on their heels. You know, one of the keys – in my eyes in this game is staying true to what you, what has worked for Kansas city the past couple of weeks. And that's running the ball. Uh, you talked about it a little bit, but I do think that using this offensive line and getting them in a groove really is going to help them be able to pass the ball later in the season. I think that they're getting there in their pass uh, in pass protection. They're not quite there yet. Creed Humphrey gave up his first sack last week, uh, but that was a wicked move that he mm-hmm. had put on him. And for everything that we've seen to have two rookies and essentially three rookies starting on this offensive line is so different for Kansas city. Mahomes has got to be loving it because he has time and now he can step up in the pocket. I think he's starting to trust his offensive line. So to me, one of the keys, stay true to yourself, stay true to who you were last week, run the ball because that is going to open up things like you said with the pass down the, down the way. So. Yeah, I really think that he's, not only is he going to get comfortable, but this offensive line is going to be here for a little while. It's young. Mm-hmm. It's still got time left, and that's something that he can get used to, the idea of having the same five in front of him for a while, not having this interchanging you know, trove of offensive linemen he's had over the last couple of years. So it's very, it's very fun to think about. And for me, Patrick Mahomes is just going to be Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that this Bills defense is going to do anything differently to stymie him just because he's so well-prepared. The biggest thing that I'm I'm looking at in this game right now is the other side of the football. The Chiefs, we've t- mm-hmm. talked about it a bit. The Chiefs defense has not been good. We had, I definitely had high expectations for what this front four could do this year, and they've fallen flat for a lot of the, for a lot of the season. And there were a lot of ch- changes. Spags was kind of throwing stuff at the wall last week, trying to see what was working, what they could get to work. They need to come out and play three safeties. The key to this victory is to play three safeties, but you have to get the front four to shove those run lanes down. That's been the biggest issue. Whenever they go to dime and whenever they get that third safety on the field, teams just switched up and run the ball up the middle. Both touchdowns, there was one last week and the one the week before against the Chargers, Eckler, and then Kenny Gainwell comes up the middle after they switch to dime and just runs for 15 yards for a touchdown. Like You can't have that if you're going to be the most successful version of this defense. That's what it is. They have to be able to get the front four to penetrate this offensive line, get some of these tackle for losses, and put themselves in the position to be most effective, which is playing three safeties. And I can't say I, I can't agree with you more on that. I do think that that's the way they're going to be the most effective. The thing that sticks out to me, though, and, and I want to go back to something you said before you switched over to defense. Mm-hmm. You said Mahomes is going to be himself. 
if you look back at the first two games that they lost, that's because they turned the ball over. That's because they weren't playing like they normally play. If they don't turn the ball over twice against Baltimore, they win that game. And it's probably not even a one score game at the end. If they don't turn the ball over on three consecutive drives against the chargers, they probably win that game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so Kansas city has to get out of their own way. And if they can do that, I think that's really going to help. Uh, You know, I would say, and this is an obvious one. So I'm just gonna throw it out real quick. Um, control possession of the ball if you can do that. And I don't necessarily mean uh, controlling the clock. What I mean is don't turn the ball over. If you do that, I think they're going to be successful. The defensive thing that I think that they need to be able to do is they need to be able to get pressure uh, Mm -hmm. at some point on Josh Allen. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with the front four, though you would like to see it be with the front four. Uh, You would love to see Frank Clark show up and actually be able to produce like he hasn't so far this season. Uh, and didn't much the last season, but with that, with Chris Jones possibly out, Mike Dan has got to take another step forward, and, and hopefully they can do something there. But to me, it's pressuring with the front four if they can get some kind of pressure. And I agree with you. You know, the big one of the bigger problems is they get run on with the dime looks. But mm-hmm. the problem with that is Buffalo is not really a running team. I mean, they run the ball, but it's so sparingly. It's almost like Kansas City in a way. They'd rather throw the ball around the yard, like you said earlier. And I think that's the big thing is if Kansas City can get pressure with four or, you know, send a very timely corner or safety blitz or a linebacker blitz or something, uh, then I think that they're going to be in in business. And if they can get to Josh Allen early, they will definitely be in business uh, because we've seen that this defense can play very well with the lead, uh, especially because the offense Mm -hmm. will grind out yards with the running game. Very much. And that's like, like you said, that's huge for the, the success and really the confidence of this defense. Getting pressure and getting home gives you confidence and being able to do that. I, I would have thought that some of the interceptions that you had in the game against Baltimore would give them some confidence, but then they just came out and just ran the ball down their throats and there was nothing they could do about it. So I'm hoping to see them get Matthew in a position where he doesn't have to cover for everybody else because he's having to be everywhere is making him not be what he is, which is a huge robber player in the middle of the field, reading the plays and letting it unfold. And that goes back to your three safety set. Because if they're not allowing to be a robber, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just saying if if they're not allowing him to be a robber, then they're taking him out of what he is best at. Mm -hmm. And that really hurts. So I completely agree. They need to let, they need to go back to that three safety set. They need to figure out what's going on with Thornhill and they need to let him play. Um, The one thing, you know, you start looking at how this is going to shake out and then what's going to happen. I hope Willie Gay plays because I think he is a real difference maker for this defense uh, because one of the things that has killed them over and over and over again is no speed at linebacker. Yep. They just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Bolton has never been a fast guy. He was never expected to be playing the will position. That was not what they envisioned for him. They envisioned for him to take over Hitch next year. Uh, so he's playing out of position. Put Willie Gay in there in – your speed just becomes something that's going to help you and he's going to be able to cover. So I think that could be huge going in this game. I'll let you go ahead and give us your prediction. Who do you think wins this game? What do you think happens in this game? So I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I think they're going to get out early and be able to be what they are. Mostly what the, this is, this team has done against the Bills has been find a way to get out early. You, you get some takeaways, you get some sacks, things like that. Just ends up being closer at the end than it really was. I do think they win 38 to 31. 
So closer than closer than what you actually think it was, kind of like the uh, Philadelphia game. Yeah, uh, and they won by twelve points. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Kansas City finds a way to win this game. I think one of the things that I really and I hate saying this because it sounds wrong, but one of the things I, I liked about the losing streak is, or the loss of the two games is I hated who they lost to, mm-hmm. but I think this team showed up with no passion against Baltimore. And then they expected their own talent to get them out of it against the Chargers, and they realized they can't play like that. And against the Eagles, this team looked a little bit hungrier. I'm not saying I, I was, you know, 100% on board that they're back where they need to be, but I think when you're looking at who you're playing, you know you have to show up and play in this game. So I fully expect that Kansas City is going to show up. I fully expect that they're going to play well. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I could see 38. Um, I'm actually going to go 35-28. Uh, I do think that it's possible that Kansas City jumps out early and just kind of coasts to victory, which is going to drive me absolutely nuts. <laughs> yep. Because the one thing I wish Reed could figure out is that he can't coast to victory. And it kind of seemed like he did that against the Eagles. But with the, as bad as the defense was playing, I almost felt like he realized he had to. And I hope that he just continues to take that going forward because if he does, they'll be in a better situation because then they can build, you know, two score leads and then they can just pin their ears back and rush the passer, which they're not great at, but the other team will be running the ball, which they can't defend. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's, that's the big key there for me. I just, I completely agree. And I hope that they can find a way that, like you said, keep attacking. Andy Reid's been very adamant about just trying to run the ball in these situations, but sometimes, you just got to put the ball in, in, in Mahomes' hands and say, just go give me another score and just put it out of reach. That's all they need to start doing. And they're going to start rattling off wins and they're going to start stop being so drama-filled late in games. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it would uh, definitely help everybody's heart if they weren't so drama-filled yes. late in games. Mine too. I, I, yeah, I will say <laughs> this though. I get what Andy Reid is doing at times and I appreciate that he is getting to the running game right now because mm-hmm. that is going to build for them in the future. And I do think that this offensive line needs a chance to gel and throwing them out there and getting them more running plays, I think is a way to do that. Uh, passing plays is, is a different ball game. It's all about communication. It's all about uh, knowing what the guy next to you is going to do. So I do like that they are running the ball and I understand what you're saying about, you know, giving the ball to Mahomes, and letting him do his, do what he does but at the same time when you're running the ball for five six seven yards i have a really hard time saying that you shouldn't be running the ball on a regular basis uh especially if you're up i'm no, not I saying take the ball the out of his hands game. just at the so, end of the game <laughs> yeah no i get it that's it <laughs> yeah no i get it i just you know i like the fact that they've they've started to get to a point where they can run for five or six yards and yeah, carry because at that point you're in a great scenario that is going to be it for us today. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate you coming on. And tell people where they can find you. No problem. Thank you for having me again. I love coming on here talking Chiefs. You guys can find me at Twitter uh, at InHarmsWay19. Obviously, also at the RGR Football Channel on YouTube. I also do fantasy football breakdowns for the fantasy football astronauts. If you're into that kind of thing, all of that, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube. Appreciate it, Dan. You have a great one. And you guys enjoy the weekend. Get ready for a huge game on Sunday night. And I cannot, I simply cannot wait for this game. It's going to be a great game. Me either.